So you're back at it again. You're trying something new and hoping that it solves your marketing problems. And it brings more customers in the door. Because let's face it, the last thing you tried, it didn't work. And you wasted money. You got a little gun shy, but you pulled the trigger again at this next thing that you wanted to do to try to bring more revenue in the door. And you're wondering, was that the right thing to do? What if it fails? Where do I go from here? Well, let me just be honest with you. Dean and I are here today to tell you you're wrong. You did the wrong thing. You started at the end. You considered what it was like to cross the finish line, but not what it was like to start the race. So Dean and I are going to help you today learn how to start the race and create a great marketing strategy for your business. Dean, buddy. Hey. You ready for this one? Man, we got we got a lot to cover. <laughs> we do, we do, we do. And we do because the reality is people start with tactics, you know. People want to know, what's going to be my ROI and how much money do I need to put into a Facebook ad in order to generate some money back? Right. Yep. And that's the question that they ask. Or how many videos do I need to produce? Or how many blog posts do I need to write? How many times do I have to dance on TikTok before I make a sale? <laughs> yeah. How right? many Facebook likes can I cash at the bank, right? Come on. Right. But that's not the way it works, is it? You know, and so often we get in that place because it looks like that's what other people did. And they had success. We hear their success stories. And so we say, well, let me go try what they did. And maybe that will work. But where should we be starting, Dean? We start right, as you said, actually, we don't even start at the starting line of the race. That's not where we start. Where we start is making the decision that we want to run the race. When do we want to run the race? Is it a marathon? Is it a sprint? Right? Get clear on that first. So in the business sense, why are you in business? Yeah. What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to sell? Who are you trying to sell it to? And how quickly? Just the big picture about the business. Because if you don't know about those things, then any strategy, any tactics, any actions may or may not work. You just keep mm -hmm. throwing stuff against the wall, right? So any good strategy starts with a vision. But Dean, vision. you said, sorry to cut you, but Dean, I got a product and I just want to sell it to anybody who needs it. How's that right? been going for you? But I, I sell soap. Anybody <laughs> who's dirty should buy soap from me. How's that been going for you? So are you selling fragrant florals? Or are you selling Irish Spring? Right? How do I know you'd say I, Irish Spring? I'm pretty sure that those are two different buyers, man. <laughs> and I'm going to pay 50 cents for Irish Spring and five bucks for the handmade soap. So... No, you're not. You're not selling soap to anybody that has skin, right? Come on. We know that. So that's part of getting clear on the vision. 
It's getting, getting clear on what you do and who you do it for. It's a great example. Yeah. How many times have you asked a client, who's your ideal client? And they say, anybody in business. Yep. Business owners. Business owners. Well, come on. In your business, it could be anybody that watches video could be, you know, or, or want to produce a video for their business. That's not who your ideal client is. No. Right? So you've got to be disciplined. And Seth Godin talks about defining your smallest viable market. The smallest, narrowest, nichiest piece of an industry or a buying type that might buy your stuff. And, and I've had this question come up so many times. Mm-hmm. But if I narrow down my niche, if I narrow down the products and services I offer, aren't I limiting my ability to grow? What would be your response to that? Yes and no. So here's the yes. Yes, you're limiting your ability to grow right now. You may be able to get a bunch of new clients in right now, and most of them won't be ideal, and they will suck you dry and prevent you from growing long term. Versus you may get one or two ideal clients now who set you up, to keep taking more of those and get exponential growth because you end up with, well, you end up with a lot of things, but one of them that we'll talk about right now is something called economy of scale. When you're serving your ideal client and all your clients look like your ideal client, it becomes easier to serve them because you know what they want, you know what they expect, you know the path to put them on. It's easier to serve them. Absolutely. Well, then you go from this sort of being known by one or two clients to being known in an area of business, to being known in an industry or a sector as the expert. As you work your way up through those levels, your business grows exponentially. But when you do all things for all people, you're not known for You do nothing for any. No, no. I'll give you an example. We're working with a client now. They're a manufacturer. They've been around for 60 years. Wow. Amazing company, amazing products. And they've never had a marketing strategy. Never had a marketing strategy. Now, do they have a revenue strategy, a sales strategy? Yeah, they sell through distribution dealers and installers of their products. Okay. So their marketing strategy has always been support the dealers. It's not a marketing strategy, really. They've done some trade shows and some other things. And so they engage with me, actually their fractional CMO. And they engaged me to help them figure this thing out. They realized that what got them here over the last 60 years isn't going to get them where they want to be in the next 60 years. And so they said, we need some help. So they didn't really even know where to start. So they wanted a marketing strategy. They wanted all of these things. And so where do we begin? And this is something that our listeners can take to heart right now and do in their business right now. We just sat down and said, how will marketing function in your business what is this marketing function how does it look in your business what are the things it's going to do support and impact how is it going to support and impact lead gen how is it going to impact and support revenue how is it going to impact and support sales and product development and while that's not strategy that's where we began because it what it did is it created some clarity Mm. so that when we put the strategy together we knew what we were trying to achieve exactly you know where you're going. You know where you're going. But if I could just pause right there for a moment, because I know that there are some people who are listening to this and they're saying, hold on, but they survived for 60 years. 
So they must have been doing something right. And so, I mean, I can do strategy then in 60 years from now or 55 years from now, depending on how long I've been in business, right? And the reality there, folks, is, yeah, you could try that. But the truth of that is your business is going to grow to your own personal level of being able to market that company. So whoever the leadership was of that company to survive for 60 years, that's as far as they could take it. And you may be perfectly happy if you could take your business that far. But guess what? You're not. not. And where you are right now is about as far as you can take your business. Yeah. And if you're first to market or you've only got one or two global competitors and you've got a vast amount of resources to let the world know you exist, you don't need a market. You don't need to have a strategy. Go do that. Go do that. But for the most of us, the 99.9% of the people in our audience, we're in a highly competitive space. We're dealing with price pressure. We're dealing with challenges around differentiation. And we're being told we've got to be on TikTok. And we've got to be using ChatGPT. And I don't know what the heck. I don't even know how to brush my teeth anymore because I'm so confused. <laughs> right? What's going on? The AI will, will do it for you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Just, ask, just, just tell it to brush and it will go. But that's the truth, right? It's, it, there's so much noise and energy and speed and confusion and our market has changed. We'll hear that over and over. So we have to pause. You cannot build strategy running a thousand miles an hour with your hair on fire. Yeah. You have to dedicate brain space and energy to that. You do, which is why I took these guys back to the beginning. What the heck do we even mean by marketing in your organization? Let's get mm-hmm. just clear there, which is really to our analogy earlier, are we running a marathon? Are we sprinting? Is it a triathlon? What the heck is it? What are we training for? So that's where we began. And then we work through the next few steps. Yeah, absolutely. Let's dive into that a little bit there on that pause. Okay. Is this a, okay, I paused for two days. We did it all. And now I don't have to do it for the next 60 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this pause looking like? And what's the frequency of this pause? Yeah, good question. So strategic planning isn't an event. I'll say it again, it's not an event. Now, you may have a planning session or you dedicate some time to going through certain feet, pieces and parts. But it's an always an ongoing thing in the business. It just is, unfortunately. And a lot of people don't want to hear that, but it is. It's the truth. It just is. Whether it's a business strategic plan or a marketing plan or a product development plan or a product development, I don't care what the plan is, it's never done. As soon as you've written it, it's already starting to get out of date, right? So the pause is for focus. That's all it is. It's for focus. It's to get us aligned Bring the right people into the conversation internally and externally and have a discussion around why are we even doing this thing? What are we trying to achieve? Where do we see yeah. the business? That's what the pause is for. Yeah. So focus the right people. You just brought in these two concepts. <laughs> okay. Listen. If I could take the time to focus, I would just be on a beach instead. 
Like, I'm in business. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Business doesn't stop for me to focus, Dean. (laughs) You know, I've never heard that pushback, right? You've never heard that pushback. (laughs) It reminds me of the whole, I don't have time to delegate, right? (laughs) There are plenty of books on delegation. Go read it, right? Because it will solve that problem for you. Yeah, we're all busy. But if it's important, and it's a priority, you create time and space to do it. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you cut your finger so bad that you had to go to the ER and get it stitched up, what happens to the, your schedule for the rest of the day? It don't matter. You've made time and you've made it a priority to go get stitched up. You find time for those things that you truly believe are important and essential for success. So you, get, you have a choice. So... Hmm. Okay. I want to go down to truly believe it's important, but also I, we can't forget the right people in the room. Okay. Okay. So, but let's go down to truly believe it's important. I mean, is it really that important though, Dean? Like just, why can't I just hire an agency and tell them, go do it and bring me clients? You can. You absolutely can. However, here's the but, right? However, mm-hmm. you don't have any control of your destiny. And, and unfortunately, I do a lot of work with marketing agencies, helping them, but also co-partnering with clients. And so often what happens is, The marketing agency is selling one thing and using industry jargon. The business owner is hearing that and buying something very different in their mind. There's no alignment. There's no alignment there. So you can abdicate your marketing and lead gen and you will know what happens when you abdicate versus delegate. You lose Mm -hmm. all control. And at the end of the day, you get to fire the agency when they suck and you just spent 50 grand and six months and got nowhere. Or you can take control. Control isn't, in this particular case, a negative, right? You get to set the direction for the organization. And a lot of my clients use agencies, but if they're all part of a bigger conversation. It's bringing the right people in the room, and they're aligned around the strategy. Right, Nothing right. functions in a silo. So... Absolutely. I mean, let me turn it back on you, right? You work with a lot of clients and you've got a very specific piece of marketing that you are an expert in and your team's an expert in. So when you think strategy and you think marketing strategy in particular, let's boil it down into specifically marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. People hire you to help execute or support them in an execution phase. Yes. What's your advice around? Do they even need a marketing strategy? Well, number one, let me just tell you guys a story. I'm going to tell you a story. And this is a story that just happened this week of a new potential client. And we were having a conversation and they've been a little bit snake bitten by other agencies. Okay. And in this case, the agency that they were snake bitten by was one who came in and decided that the client should be selling a different service. Okay. Because they had worked with someone else in this space who had a lot of success selling this different service. After much argument, the 
agency finally did, relented and said, okay, <laughs> we'll run ads for the services that you do sell. But the ads that they're running isn't for actually what they're, the product that they're selling. And so now they're generating leads and people are calling looking for one thing and, and they're having to say, we don't exactly do that. Now, why did that happen? That happened, one, because agencies are agencies, but two, and this is the bigger one, because the client wasn't in a place where they had clarity about who they are, what they stood for, and who their customer was. They allowed the agency to go off and try to define their ideal customer and figure out how to market to them. And when the agency sent those people to them, it was the wrong people. It was the wrong people. And so we combat that and we talk to people and we tell them we're transparent and say, hey, listen, that is a major problem. And so where we have to start and where you have to start in the clarity is understanding who your ideal customer is. You got to know what you're bringing to market. You got to know what it does for people and the problems that it solves for them. But you got to know who it solves it for. Okay. Who it solves it for. Now, when you work with us, you'll learn very early that our entire strategy, okay, is based upon understanding who your customer is and the questions that they have and getting you to answer those questions for them. Yep. We have perfect alignment at that point. You know what you're bringing to market. We agree on who your customer is. We help you figure out what they're asking. You get to answer those questions. That's perfect alignment. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why you need strategy because what we don't want is that we start creating stuff and the wrong person calls on the phone. Because that's a waste. It's a huge waste. And it's bad for your reputation too, right? Yes. Yeah. So I would add one additional layer to this whole conversation. All of those things you said are dead on. Where we come into the conversation is usually a step or two before that. Mm -hmm. And where the client is thinking about growth and feeding that growth with revenue. Right. So they're like one or two steps back from where you're at. And often the conversation is, well, we've got this sales goal. We want to hit an extra million bucks in revenue this year. Right. But they don't know how they're going to do it. They don't know what the product mix is. They don't know what the profitability is. They don't know any of those things. But they just want to sell more stuff. How can we sell more stuff? <laughs> more stuff. Yes. More stuff. So our conversation is about that piece, right? The revenue mix and all of the things, getting strategy aligned, getting the business aligned around that. One of the questions I often ask is, if you brought in another million dollars worth of stuff, can you fulfill it? Can you deliver on the promise? Are you going to ha create happy customers or unhappy yes. customers? Yes. And that's a huge question to ask because the answer to that question, and if you stop uh, and listen to that question and ask yourself that question and really transparent with yourself in that question, because I guarantee so many of you've listened to this just now. You heard Dean say that. And you said, oh, yeah, I would love another million dollars in, in revenue. Ooh, that sounds good. Oh, yeah, let's sign me up. Right. Um, but the reality there is in answering that question of can I fulfill it and what would this mean? 
often shows you that revenue wasn't even your problem. Okay? You don't actually need another million dollars. You may have a problem in another place because you'll see, I can't fulfill that. <laughs> and if I can't fulfill that, then I got another problem I got to fix first. Yeah, yeah. Or it's going to cost me $990,000 to deliver, or to acquire and deliver and fulfill on that million dollars of revenue. So is it worth it? No, no. probably not, right? So that's all part of this strategy conversation. Yes. It brings all of the pieces of your business, including your marketing, into alignment and actually one of the biggest areas of friction I, I see in the work that we do is this misalignment between marketing and sales mm -hmm. right you're doing an amazing job with video marketing for your clients it's generating clicks it's generating calls but we don't have a mechanism to consistently convert those leads into revenue our strategy is not aligned across the whole organization so that's the other benefit of this pause we talked about earlier is to look at the organization as a whole, even if we focused in on one area, operation, service, whatever it may be, it causes us to look more critically and transparently yeah. for the business. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that is so important when you're looking at the overall strategy, not just the marketing strategy. And that's the thing. You can't just create a marketing strategy in a vacuum. That's what Dean is saying here, right? And so some time ago, we had a client, they've been in business. They were doing decent amount of sales, tens of thousands of dollars of sales per month. And we started doing some marketing for them. And within the first two weeks, the spigot turned on and people were interested. And we said, hey, we've got leads for you. And they said, um, well, we don't know what to do with them. <laughs> Right. Right. Well, somebody's got to talk to them. Well, maybe we could talk to them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> and that's a classic symptom when you brought the question up earlier. Can I just hire a marketing agency to go generate leads? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not going to probably achieve the goal, the vision for this whole effort. It's not about yeah. generating leads. It isn't. That's not the goal. That's one step. That's three quarters of the race. But if you don't get across the finish line, you fail. Yeah, absolutely. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, That's good stuff. So Dean, I know from the strategy side of the world, that's a lot of what you help people do on figuring that out. So let me ask you this, right? We've got somebody who's listening to us right now. And they're saying, that's me. That's where I am. I need that help. How do they reach you? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of ways. So if you go to deanisaacs.com, that will take you right to my LinkedIn page. You can connect with me, say hi, drop me a message. We can chat. That's a really easy way to do it. But if you want to go one step further and start to, start to figure out which pieces of the business need to be focused on and build a strategy around, Go to revenuerobloxquiz.com. It's a free quiz, free assessment that we put together for this exact purpose. To start to figure out there are four pillars of growth in your business. Which of those mm -hmm. four need to be thought about? Are they in alignment? And there's a whole bunch of free resources. Once you've completed the scorecard, you'll get a scorecard that scores those four areas. 
And you'll get some things you can start to think about and work on today. So go to revenueroadblocksquiz.com for the free assessment and scorecard. Reach out to me. We're happy to talk and just walk you through the process because it can be a lot. Yeah. It can be a lot. And we'll give you the space to pause and start to think about the right things. That's right. You got to yeah. take that pause. Got to take it. Got to take it. All right, everybody. It's great being here with you. Dean, thank you as always, brother. That was fantastic. And we'll see you all next week. See you Bye. then.